You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 271, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show, episode 271. Cassandra with you here. So I did not know what I was going to do with this particular episode. You know, a few days ago, it dawned on me looking at my content calendar that I was like, oh, this was supposed to be a pre-recorded interview that I did months ago. That's really, really good. But I hadn't post-produced any of those interviews. (laughs) So a few days ago, I was sitting here going, Okay, so I don't have time to post-produce those episodes like I needed to. So obviously, they've got to be solo episodes. So what exactly do I do? And a few days ago, I was thinking about this and, and nothing was coming to me. And I'm a person where if the content isn't inspired, I do not release it. I do not release content for the sake of releasing content, for the sake of, you know, making sure that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I deliver content. I just don't work that way because unless I feel called to share something, unless I feel that it really is going to help somebody, it doesn't come from me. So um, a few days ago, something happened in the world. And it was this Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. And it has affected so many people on so many different levels. And this particular episode of She Wins the Show is inspired by the life of this amazing human being. And to get started, I just want to read what Marianne Williamson, who's one of my favorite authors of all time, wrote on her Instagram page about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then we will talk about how to find courage when grief is inevitable. So Marianne Williamson wrote, as of this day, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is no longer an old woman. And I have mixed feelings about her death. On one hand, I love John Irving's words, give her back, God, give her back. I join with others in despair at what Mitch McConnell might do now, and who are we kidding, what he most assuredly will do. But on the other hand, it's just too much of a sign that she died literally hours before the setting sun that ushers in Rosh Hashanah. According to the tenets of Judaism, the most righteous souls die at such an hour. And she was such a righteous soul. Several years ago, I was with a group on a tour bus in Jerusalem. We stopped at a red light, and right below me, walking on the sidewalk, was RBG. I was so startled I couldn't believe it. I've always wished I had said, let me out of the bus so that I could go introduce myself. But I remember thinking at the time that I didn't know where I would go if the bus went on without me. Pretty dumb, of course, but it happened so quickly. She was walking with three men who looked like bodyguards, and I learned later in the day she was there to receive an award. I always thought it amazing that the one place I saw her was in the Holy Land. So as sorry as I am that she's gone, for all the obvious reasons, I think there's a way that all of us need to be glad for her, to grow up now and do the work ourselves. I've said for years that our generation had a prolonged post-adolescence, that we had failed to fully mature. God knows we're dealing with the consequences of all that now. But you can't say that about people like RBG. She was mature in every possible way, and now we have to take it from here. It is our turn to show up to be mature, to serve our country. She was so in love with her husband and they get to be together now. It's almost greedy of us to ask for even one more day of her than we were given. We know what we need to do and we need to do it. If anyone deserves a rest, it is she. She will continue her journey in eternity. Let's up our game in our journey here. 
Dear God, please bless this precious soul. We thank you for the time we had her in our midst. May we be better people for having known her as we did. Amen. And I'm not going to get political because I don't believe in doing that. Um, Everybody's entitled to how they believe politically. But let me just repeat something Marianne said, and then I'm going to segue into this episode. She said, I've said for years that our generation had a prolonged post-adolescence, that we had failed to fully mature. God knows we're dealing with the consequences of all that now. But you can't say that about people like RBG. She was mature in every possible way. And now we have to take it from here. It is our turn to show up, to be mature, to serve our country. And that leads me into what I woke up with this morning, and it it so strongly came to my intuition to talk about on today's episode, which is episode 271, How to Find Courage When Grief is Inevitable. Let me say that again, how to find courage when grief is inevitable. You see, um, COVID, in my mind at least, has lasted far longer than I ever thought it would. It is, it is literally a life storm, it, not even a life storm, a hurricane that is just sitting over our world, hovering, not dying down, not going anywhere. And the, the level of damage that it's causing to the soul of people, to the lives of people is immense. And it's not dying down. And so for a lot of us, what we're going through right now is, is what many call a dark night of the soul. A time where, <clears throat> excuse me, you didn't see this coming. You didn't see this coming. You didn't expect that it was going to stay so long. You, you, you're in the midst of situations where you're looking at your life and you're going, I know I'm going to lose things. People, situations, uh, deaths in the family, loss of income, loss of a home, loss of relationships that you thought were real, only now under these really stressful circumstances, you realize were fake. I could go on and on, but you get my drift. A lot of us are, are really starting to open our eyes and see not only the things we're going through in this dark night of the soul, but the grief that's to come, the losses that are to come. And so the question becomes, when you're in the middle of a life hurricane and it's not dying down and you're, and it's taking everything you've got just to make it through the day. And at the same time, your eyes are open enough that you can see down the road of your life. And you're like, damn, there is more pain coming. There is more grief coming. There is more loss coming. There is more transition coming. This season is not only tumultuous right now, but I can see because my eyes are open that there is some shit coming down the pipe. When you're in that moment where you have enough insight that you also can recognize what you're going through right now, but you can also see that more is coming and it's a dark night of the soul, clearly, the question becomes, I'm already in pain now. I'm already emotionally struggling now. I'm already dealing with things that have me stressed and up at night and worried and concerned now. Like, can I really take another thing? And I see it coming. 
I know it's coming. So how do I find courage when I can look at my life right now and I can see that I'm feeling grief right now and I know more is coming? How do I find courage when grief is inevitable? Let's talk about that today. Because you know what? Lots of people prior to COVID, I think it was so easy for us to be on autopilot, right? Like we could just go through our lives and not pay attention to the things that aren't right, the things that aren't working. The th- Like we could close our eyes and ignore a lot of shit before COVID because we could make ourselves so busy. You know, busy can be a trauma response, as they say. We could make our lives so busy that we could just put blinders on and not have to look at any of the stuff that needed to be handled a long time ago. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you frame this, COVID has brought a hurricane into our lives that now we can't ignore the things that need to be handled. We cannot avoid the pain that is inevitable. We cannot avoid the grief that is inevitable. We now have to sit in our stuff because we can't necessarily go out. And if we go out, we're all masked up and that doesn't feel good either. And even if we go out, it's not the same as it was. So we cannot be on autopilot the way that we were. So now sitting at home without a mask on, We now have to face our stuff. And there is grief in that. A lot of grief in that. And so I'm going to answer the question today. How do I find my courage when I can see that grief is inevitable? Let's get started. So Napoleon Bonaparte, there's a quote from Napoleon Bonaparte. Don't love him as a historical figure, but I like this quote. So Napoleon Bonaparte said, courage isn't having the strength to go on. It is going on when you don't have the strength. Let me read that quote again. Courage isn't having the strength to go on. It is going on when you don't have the strength. There is so much to grieve right now. You know, it's not just Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It, it, it's not just the the climate of our of 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 the world and especially in the United States with all of the upheavals and all of the divisiveness and all of the just rage that is running rampant in the world. There is so much to grieve right now. And, and, and the reality is, and so many of us are seeing it, there is so much that we're soon going to have to grieve in addition to what we're grieving right now. So we've got foresight and we've got insight going on all in the same whirlwind of being in a life hurricane at this moment. And you know, it's in moments like these, when you realize that some painful seasons of your life showed up without your permission, some life hurricanes have shown up and continue to be here long after you thought they were going to pass. That brings a feeling of mourning that is really hard to explain. There are a lot of us right now who are mourning and don't even realize that that's what it is. There are a lot of us right now who are grieving. And, and even though we feel the feeling of like, wow, I can't believe life is like this. We can't really pinpoint, well, where is that coming from? Look, there are so many things that it's coming from that it's like, I, I can't tell you all the places my grief is coming from right now because I'm, I'm getting hit on every side. There are many of us for whom you haven't lost yet, but you feel it coming. Your energy 
is down. Your frustration level is up. Your level of anxiety is high. You know, you're grieving something in the current moment that's not going right in your life, but you can already see that you're going to be grieving a lot more because you can just see it coming down the road. And here's the reality. The pain of impending loss can be really hard to take and really weakening to endure because you're looking at the grief you're dealing with right now and the hardship and the struggle now, and you're seeing the grief that's coming your way and you already don't feel strong because you're just trying to make it through the day. And so you think about the stuff that's coming and you're like, how am I going to be able to take it? How am I going to be able to take it? And you see, it's in moments where you go, I don't know if I can take another thing that those are the moments where we need to cultivate courage. Because in these moments, when grief is inevitable, we need courage not only to survive, but to thrive through the things we're currently going through and the things we see coming down the pike. And I go back to when you're going through a dark night of the soul, when you can see the other stuff is coming and you're like, I just can't take another hit. I cannot take another thing. I've lost my job. I've lost my business. My business will never open up again. Uh, you know, I've lost some relationships. I have someone in my life who's passed away. Like when you look at that, you just go, how do I, on the one hand, focus on just getting through the day? And on the other hand, how do I handle knowing that I'm about to take another hit in the grief department? How do I do both? Cause I can barely do one. And let me give you some, some tips on how to do that. I'm going to give you four things today, four ways to find courage when you can already see that grief is inevitable. You're grieving now. You're going to be grieving more stuff soon. Here are four things you can do. First thing, most important thing, sounds super simple, but it's the first thing we lose. Breathe deep. Breathe deep. Breathe deep. Deep breathing is a game changer. Make time for it. I have YouTube videos saved with different types of, you know, box breathing and Wim Hof breathing and other breathing. Breathe deep because in your breath is your power to sustain your life force while you figure out what you're going to do next. Look, it sounds super simple, but it literally is the first thing we throw out the window in the middle of a crisis. Just think an anxious or worry, worrisome thought and see what the first thing is that, that changes. It's not your thought that goes. The first thing that goes when you start to worry, you start to breathe faster. You start to stop breathing. You start to not pay attention to your breath and one of my favorite quotes really sums up this tip profoundly. And it says, breathe, darling. This is just a chapter. It's not your whole story. The only way you're going to get in an anxious moment out of this whole idea that whatever is going on right now, no matter how massive it is, it is just a chapter. It is not your whole story. Breathe. Literally box breathing is five seconds in, hold for five seconds, five seconds out, Hold for five seconds. Do it until your heart rate slows to normal. Do it until your, your mind isn't racing with thoughts. Do it until you can go, okay, I can take the next thing that comes. Breathe deep because in your breath is your power. Second thing you can do to find courage when grief is inevitable. 
This is a hard one too, because we want to, we all want guarantees on how things are going to turn out, especially in a life hurricane. We all want to go, I, but I need to know that everything's going to be fine. I need to know that you don't know that everything's going to be fine. Let's just, let's just get real for a second. Second thing you could do to find courage when grief is inevitable is focus on the next step and take it. I find this hard to do. Full disclosure. Look, I got plans on my walls and like I got calendars in front of me. I like to plan everything, but there's a, there are seasons of life where planning is just like, do it to feel better about yourself and feel like you have some control and then let go. Do it, follow it as you can, let go, let God, trust the process. Here's the second thing. Focus on the next step and take it. You know, I found a quote from Holly Lissol, and this is what she said. She said, courage is nothing more than taking one step more than you think you can. Let me repeat Holly's quote again. Courage is nothing more than taking one step more than you think you can. Here's the deal. When you're in fight or flight mode, when you are grief stricken, when the pain of what you're dealing with is so heavy that you don't know how you're going to get through all of this. And you know what I mean when I say all of this. When you're in that moment where you're feeling overwhelmed and you're like, I have so many things to do and so many things I'm responsible for and life is never going to be the same again. And how do I handle being a new normal that I did not agree to when you're having all those kinds of like overwhelming, you're just having an overwhelming monologue with yourself. Take the, all of this away and focus only on the next step. That's all the strength you need right now. Enough strength to take one more step than you think you can. That's it. You know, sometimes you got to go super simple on life. As stressed as you might feel, as much grief as you might be feeling, like if the next step is to eat a piece of toast, then you need to put all your attention on on making the piece of toast and eating it. Even that is more than one step. Like literally, if if you are dealing with stuff that that just is bringing so much turbulence in your life, you literally need to say, is my next step to sip water? I'm going to put my whole attention on sipping water and then do that. And then ask the question, once you've sipped the water, what's the next step? It will bring back a lot of your energy that you're using right now to worry. And it will get you very present in this current moment on the water. And it will help you take care of yourself because you're just going one step at a time. You're not adding more stress and more overwhelm to situations that are already stressful and overwhelming enough. Step number three, to find courage when grief is inevitable. You got to make a decision. (coughs) Excuse me. And here's the decision. You got to decide that whatever this is, however long it lasts. And I know I hate that. I hate, I hate the like, I don't know how long this season is going to last, but look, there's lots of things we go through that we do not know how long the season is going to last. You got to decide that whatever this is, however long it lasts, you already know how this ends. You already know, like you got to, this is where faith becomes so important. The decision that you've got to make is not how do I fix everything? Cause you can't. The decision you've got to make in this moment is not how do I change the world right now? Well, changing you with this decision is the first step, by the way. You are not going to figure out your whole life in a day, but what you've got to decide in this moment, if you want to be able to find courage 
when grief is inevitable is you got to decide that whatever this is and however long it lasts, you already know how this ends. You are turning your pain into power, period. You don't need to know how you're going to turn your pain into power right now. You simply need to make the decision that no matter how much pain you get, no matter how much grief comes your way, no matter how much drama, stress, and and loss happens in your life between this moment and the next, you've already decided that whatever it is, you're going to turn your pain into power. The hows, throw them out. They will send you in a downward spiral. But the what, meaning you're going to turn that pain into power, Decide that you know that's how it's going to end, period. The ending is done. It is guaranteed. You will turn whatever pain comes your way into power. That is the thing. Decide that whatever this is, however long it lasts, you already know how the story ends. Pain into power. Fourth and final thing you can do to find courage when grief is inevitable. And I'm going to set my water because my voice is going. All right. And this is a hard one. Um, I'm not going to say this is easy. This is a very challenging one. Probably why I made it the final one to talk about. Because when you're in the middle of going through some things, and when I say some things, I mean really some painful seasons of life. Um, Grief and loss and uh, anger and rage and sadness and instability, insecurity. I mean, I could go on and on, but you know what I'm talking about. When you were going through some seasons of your life where nothing feels sure and nothing feels stable and you were losing things you never thought you would lose and you were having to be responsible for things, you you know, you're having to deal with things that you never thought you would have to deal with in your lifetime. Been there, done that. We'll go through it again because we all do. It's a lifetime process, right? You, you're losing energy in so many different directions and, and it is taking all the strength you have just to get through the day. It is taking all the strength you have just to, you know, like make sure that your house is clean and you, you go to work on time and, you know, you try to get some semblance of sleep. It's taking all the energy you have to do the basics, right? And in the midst of this, what I'm going to ask you to do with step number four is something that is really, really challenging to do when you are in survival mode, but it is so vital. And here it is. The fourth thing you can do to find courage when grief is inevitable. And I've said this on many a podcast, so I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it bears repeating because most people won't do this. Just saying, clear your life of people, things, and experiences that do not level you up. Now, When you're going through a dark night of the soul, when you're going through uh, life storms or hurricanes, this is going to happen inevitably because let's be clear, um, there is free will and there is free choice. And yes, everybody has agency, but there does come a moment where God, the universe, whatever you, whatever you want to call your higher power, uh, they will not let you sit in situations and experiences that they have deemed um, not serving your highest good. Like you have agency to a point and then the universe will rock your life so hard that you have no other choice but to put down what it wants you to put down. So 
my belief there, but I've lived it too. And I'm just saying as a very stubborn person lived that experience, like the universe will, will whisper for a while. Um, and then eventually when you don't listen to the whispers, it will scream. So when I say clear your life of people, things and experiences that do not level you up, I'm also saying this is going to occur inevitably, but you could have this happen much more powerfully if you chose to do this intentionally. Because here's the reality. I've said this on many a podcast on Instagram, all over the, I've said, I don't even know how many millions of times I've said this. People either lift you up or they bring you down. No one is neutral. Energy is not neutral. No one in your life is neutral. I know you think, and look, I've done, I've, I've given this tip on podcast episodes. You, you could put a, you know, lightsaber shield around you metaphorically, and you can visualize that white light and you can protect yourself from somebody's negative energy. And you can to a point, right? Like that works to a point. But at the end of the day, every person that you spend a great deal of time with is either lifting you up or they are bringing you down. No one is neutral. So as you're going through what you're going through, look at the people and situations that you spend the most time with, especially with COVID and everybody being in their homes, right? Everybody working from home. Look at who you are surrounding yourself with and ask yourself, in the presence of this person, am I inspired or tired? Do I have more energy when I leave the exchange with them? Or do I feel like they've sucked my energy dry when I have the conversation with them? How you feel around them will tell you exactly what you need to do about them. Energy doesn't lie. And look, I know a lot of people will go, listen, it's COVID. I'd rather be around negative people because at least I have somebody to talk to and somebody to be around. I, I, I can't see myself, you know, cutting my friends off and cutting certain toxic family members and then being in this inside all the time life alone. Okay, I get that. I totally get that. But here's what I'm going to say. Nobody's neutral. So maybe it's time while you, while you sort of figure out how to clear some of the, the toxic energy from your life in the form of people, places, jobs, clients in your business, employees that you've hired. I could go on and I give you a list of all the like folks you need to just evaluate, right? While you're trying to learn how to be without the presence of, of people in your life. If you feel like you need, if you look at your life and you go, most of the people in my life are toxic, which means you're clearing out most of those people, which means you're going to spend some time with solitude. And you're afraid of that because you're like, I, at this time with COVID, I do not want to be absolutely alone. I'd rather take the negative and have people in my life than have nobody. Get it. Understand it. Totally get it. Then maybe it's time that you start to really learn in the midst of dealing, still keeping those people and those situations around how to be with yourself, how to experience solitude, how to, how to, um, operate on your own and how to bring things into your life. Cause you know, it's not necessarily that you say, Oh, I have this really toxic friend. I'm going to drop him like it's hot. And then you're like, I need to fill it with a, with a, a better energy friend. Maybe you don't fill it with a person. Maybe you drop that person from your life and you start listening to uplifting audiobooks and watching uplifting YouTube videos and taking an online course that literally revolutionizes you. 
you don't, it's not a one-to-one. You're not dropping a toxic relationship and then picking up a healthier relationship. That might, you might not be in that season right now. You might be in the season where you're dropping a toxic relationship and now all of that energy and all, you're not getting your energy sucked. So now you can actually, you know, learn to play an instrument. You could learn a language. You can go back to school. You can build your business even faster because you're not letting all of that energy be sucked away from you. It is not a one-to-one translation of, I let go of a toxic family member, so now I've got to pick up a new friend. You don't need to do that. Give yourself space. Give yourself some solitude to learn and grow internally on your own until the right people and situations enter your life. What, here's the other piece I want to say, and then I'll wrap up. When I say clear your life of people, things, and experiences that do not level you up, you know, I would love it if you could fire them today. That's not always feasible. It's not always feasible to just in one, one swoop, especially when you're going through a dark night of the soul and you're grieving. It is not all, like, it is not always time to be that sort of hard ass that I talk about in a lot of my podcast episodes where it's like, done, 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 you are fired. It is not always time to do that. Sometimes you're in a season where you clearly see the things that need to change. You clearly see the situations that are toxic to you, and you clearly know that they need to be cleared from your life. However, you've got some preparation and planning and building of your own internal strength and read, you, you got to prepare the space to take that action. And so I don't want you to listen to this and go, oh, I, you know, I'm a coward if I can't do that today. You're not a coward if you can't do that today. And you don't want to get to the end of your life and realize that you postponed clearing things from your life and they sucked all the life out of you. And at 90, you look back and you go, I was a coward for not letting that go sooner. See, that's the fine line we walk. The line of knowing if now is the time to do that and procrastinating doing that to the point where you, where the decades fly by because they do. And you look back and go, man, I was never brave enough to let that go. And it cost me everything. Don't let toxic energy of any form cost you everything. I know people are grieving. I know people are, 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 you know, you're dealing with battles that you don't even talk about. But I want you to keep in mind one important thing. When you're in a place of grief and loss and you're in a dark night of the soul, part of the goal of the dark night of the soul is for you to find your courage. It's for you to find your strength. It's for you to wake up to the power that has lived within you all along. And it is for you to finally take a stand and say, I will not relent until I get exactly what I want. Until I live exactly the life that was meant for me. I will not bow down before the circumstances of my life. I will not. That is the purpose of the dark night of the soul. And oftentimes we don't get that strong until we're in a dark night of the soul. We don't actually feel the need to rise up in that powerful way until we are on the ground. And it is the only way to get up is to be that powerful and that strong. So whatever you're going through, whatever you see coming down the road and you're like, man, I can barely take what's going on now. How am I going to take what I see coming down the road? 
recognize that this is an invitation to become more of who you really are. This is an invitation for you to rise up. This is an invitation for you to finally say, maybe for the first time in your life, I will not bow down before the things that have come to break me. If something's going to break, it will be the thing. It will not be me. And do so in a powerful way. You know, let me say this before I finish this episode. Sometimes we do that, right? We go, I'm not going to bow down. I am not, I'm not breaking under the the circumstance. Sometimes we do that thing, but we do it in a victim story. Let me give you an example. We go, <clears throat> it's so terrible that this is happening to me. I can't believe this is happening to me. This is so awful. I am not going to give in to this because it is not right that this is happening to me. This should have never happened to me. And I'm going to, you know, make it through. And it's horrible that this has happened. See, <clears throat> you're saying the same thing. You're saying, I'm not going to bow down but you're doing it as a victim, which means when you come out of that life hurricane or life storm, you will not have learned anything. You'll have survived it, but you will not have thrived through it. So please, as you're going through this season, as you're dealing with stuff you didn't foresee, as you're going through grief and then you see more grief coming, do not play this out as a victim. You got to own the fact that not only are you going to still be standing when this is done, but you're going to stand tall, you're going to stand strong, and you're going to come out better for all of the things that are happening. Better. Not still standing. Better. Final thought. I love Nikita Gill's words. And, and this quote really sums up what, I, what I've wanted to express in this episode. Nikita Gill says the following. She says, some people survive and talk about it. Some people survive and go silent. Some people survive and create. Everyone deals with unimaginable pain in their own way. And everyone is entitled to that without judgment. So the next time you look at someone's life covetously, remember, you may not want to endure what they are enduring right now at this moment, whilst they sit so quietly before you, looking like a calm ocean on a sunny day. Remember how vast the ocean's boundaries are, while somewhere of the water is calm, in another place, in the very same ocean, there is a colossal storm. Some people survive and talk about it. Some people survive and go silent. Some people survive and create. And her words are so powerful because, you know, you could look at lots of people, especially the folks who post on Facebook, like everything's perfect and on social, like everything's perfect. You have no idea what people are going through. You have no idea what people are going through and they may sit before you. They may post before you. They may seem like a calm ocean on a sunny day, but let's all remember how vast the ocean's boundaries are while somewhere the water is calm in another place in the very same ocean, there is a colossal storm. And here's the final point. We are all going through things that we never talk about. And even though we don't know what other people are going through, let's honor our, our collective experience of a dark night of the soul by being strong enough, brave enough, and willing enough to even in the midst of grief, 
find whatever courage we need to thrive through this. This is not the time to do weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth in the streets. This is the time to say, where is my power? Where is my courage? Where is my faith? What do I know? And what am I from this moment forward going to stand tall on? And then do whatever you have to to do that. Whatever it takes. That's what I wanted to say in episode 271. Because at the end of the day, um, this dark night of the soul is not going away. This COVID, you know, what people are feeling, the collective, what, what we're experiencing. This is not just about a moment in time. We are shifting consciousness here. Make sure that the consciousness you're shifting is the consciousness you not only want to live with for the rest of your life, but the consciousness you want to leave on the planet when you're gone. There it is. All right, everybody. I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. Thank you.